Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And thank you to Mr. McDaniel and Rollins for bringing us in this morning on this Mother's Day weekend. Got a trip planned for mom? Maybe going to take her to do a little bit of fishing? Well, hopefully you will. If not, just spend some time with him. Well, we got uh, some uh, tough conditions we had last weekend for the Paddlepalooza. We got the results coming from Captain Eric Mohabarak. We got some other live fishing reports. And if you've got any questions for them, bring them along with your comments to 504-260-1870. That's our instant text message board, and we'll pass them along. Uh, Today's bad boy of the outdoors feature, well, this guy was under the mistaken impression about what constitutes fishermen harassment in the state of Alabama. Well, he found out the answer, and he also learned how acting like a fool on a self-incriminating video will come back to bite you. It's our bad boy, the outdoors feature. Stay tuned for that. Say, how does some spicy hot crawfish with corn, potatoes, etc., and sausage that is specially blended for boiling with your favorite seafood sound? Well, I'll tell you where I'll be serving exactly that later today. I want to invite you to come by and sample some of my award-winning recipes. Uh, try to regain my uh, competitive title at the annual Build and Boil Benefit in New Orleans. I'll have details for you coming up. And also, we've got, if we have time for this this week, I want to run down. This came out kind of late in the week. Uh, the initial Louisiana turkey report for the 2023 season, which just wrapped up a week or so ago, um, it's based on tag validations, and it looks like it's improved at least for some parishes, but it also raises some interesting questions, so we'll kind of explore that for you. Taking a look at your coastal marine forecast, if you're headed out today, I had a, a small craft that asked to exercise caution overnight, but I think those winds from last night should be dying down around daylight, maybe a little bit early this morning, and they're calling for southeast winds 10 knots offshore. That's going to be 2 to 4 foot seas. On the interior lakes and bays, southeast winds 5 to 10 and some smooth conditions. Only about a 20% chance of rain today, 30% tomorrow. Those light southeast and east winds are expected to continue. Average tide range, 1.4, and this is the month of May. I would say it is a go-get-the-speckle-trout kind of weekend. Mississippi River is 6.9 on the gauge. It's steady, but they are expecting a little bit of a rise. All right, we got several field reporters going to be checking in. One of them is Jeff Brule, who normally gives us our freshwater fishing report, but he's got a, a long-awaited report that everybody's been asking for, and we'll get him to share that. Also, Mitch Jurisic is going to join us from uh, the Empire area. 
Daryl Carpenter uh, covers the Grand Isle. We'll check in with him. Uh, Mike Gallo, he's our Born on the Bayou guy. We'll be checking in to Lake Catherine, Lake Bourne, uh, Mississippi River Gulf Outlet, uh, Bayou Bend Avenue. He fishes all those areas. He'll check it out for you. And we've got an exclusive paddlers report. Eric Mohabarak will be joining us this morning if you'd like to get up close and personal and catch a fish from a kayak. And, of course, our... Our plastic man is always standing by, Caging at Fishing Adventures. Ryan Lambert will be joining us. And we've got a special guest going to be joining us a little bit later on the program, Andre Sufrin. He is with the 6th Annual Bloody Decks Fishing Rodeo, going to be at Wakeside Marina in Grand Isle on the big Memorial Day weekend. And he wants to invite everyone to participate. So we'll get him to do that. And right after this quick timeout, we're going to be back and kick off our fishing reports in Shell Beach with Robbie Campo. Stick around. we got a lot to talk about over the next two hours on this Mother's Day weekend edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, I see we have one of our listeners texting in. His name is Easy, and he says he's Shell Beach bound. So if he's headed to Shell Beach, we got perfect information as he makes his drive down there to prepare his trip because Robbie Campo joins us from the marina. Robbie, I, I just got a text in from Butch, the uh, Wachlowski Bridge operator, and he wants to let everybody know uh, the bridge is open to marine traffic. They're going to open it every hour on the hour, but three additional openings on the half hour, at 5.30, 6.30, and 7.30. So just letting people know uh, if they're coming down there, be prepared to deal with the bridge. Yeah, exactly, Don. Um, the bridge started, uh, they started using it again this week. They got it fixed, uh, which is a good thing. alleviates a lot of boat traffic. But, um, you know, uh, <laughs> that bridge is a pain in the butt. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> you got to cross it. One day, one day it doesn't work. Oh, it's just, it's just a... It's just been a nightmare, and it's a nightmare for DOTD too. That you know, they, they, these guys are trying to get it fixed, but it, it's just been a it's been a logistical nightmare since they redone it. So, but anyway, the bridge is working. Um, come on down, you hook the left, and come on down and see us at Campos. We got we got your live shrimp, but we are uh, you know down there. I want to talk about something real quick. This is rodeo season, fishing rodeo season. You know, uh, we are hosting a rodeo here today. We're hosting PBF Shell Met Refinery today. Uh, you know, it, it, this is rodeo season, and I know people are, you know, antsy to get in the water, antsy to get out the water, get home. We're going to do everything that we can do here at these marinas to get you in and out and get you on your way. Next week is Italian-American down at uh, at Hopedale. I believe it's next weekend. And then the weekend after that, we, hit, we are hosting the, the first annual 
uh, fishing for a cause, uh, a Louisiana dysautonomia is with people who have autoimmune diseases. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it, it's just a, a real busy time right now. And I know people don't like to go to marinas when they have these things going on, but it is happening, and there's nothing that there's nothing you can do about it. It's just happening. So anyway, uh, this this week here, this week here, we've seen a we've seen a bunch of fish caught in the early part of the week. The later part of the week, we had uh, we had you know high east winds, which is which made things a little bit difficult. Uh, and and I think I think today's going to be kind of the same thing. Well, we got you know we got a 15 uh, mile an hour wind blowing here this morning out the east southeast, um, you know so it's going to make that outside fishing kind of tough. But the good news is they did catch fish around the eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne, so that makes things a little bit easier if you're gonna if you want and some really nice trout caught up on the eastern shoreline. So you have options. Um, today might be one of those uh, up and stump lagoon marsh days to go catch some redfish. Uh, if you want to try to catch a, a, a winning rodeo redfish, I believe that that'd be a good idea. Um, remember, people that get your, get entered for a star tournament um, that is coming up on starting Memorial Day weekend. You don't want to be that guy to catch that redfish because I know that guy that didn't have that ticket <laughs> and it didn't and it didn't work out for him too good. And I, I rag him about it all the time. Uh, my buddy Chad, he's a good friend of mine, but. He did not have the ticket, the, the star tournament entry, and did catch the redfish, and then had a, he he released it, but didn't ever catch it again. So you don't want to be that guy. So, uh, and if you're listening, Chad, I'm sorry. I just I just got to do it, but that's the way it is. Um, <laughs> you know, and, you know, that seventy dollar entry is just just a good thing to spend money on. I'm telling you, with three quarters of a million dollars worth of prizes, you want you want to have it. So, um, but yeah, our stage is set done. So if you're coming down, hook the left. We've got live shrimp. Come on down and get them and keep going. You know, uh, your buddy Chad is not the only one that's missed out on a truck or a boat or other prizes by catching a redfish that was tagged and not being signed up. I think every year, and it's been over 20 years they've had that event now, every year there's been at least one, uh, some as many as multiple people that have caught those tagged reds and, uh, you know, couldn't do anything about it. It's too late then. And that's a once in a lifetime right. deal. I've only, I only know one guy, and you know what I mean. And <clears throat> it is what it is, and it's a great event. I mean, it's for three quarters of a million dollars worth of prizes, and they may have upped that ante a little bit this year, Don. I think it's a little bit more money, you know, a little bit more uh, prize giveaway, you know. So get your ticket, absolutely, get your ticket. And if you want to fish this one this morning, they're selling tickets here. You can pick that up at uh, here at Campos. They're selling them right up under the tents over here. You know, years ago, Robbie, they, the uh, I think it was LSU Sea Grant used to put together a little booklet of all the fishing rodeos that were held all over Louisiana with details about each one. It needs to be something, a website, you know, that combines all of the rodeos. So week to week you can check and find out where they are if you want to either participate or if you want to avoid them. Uh, somebody needs to put that together. I'm going to have to talk to Ms. Dominique Siebert about that with Sea Grant, see if she can do that. Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be a real big help. Well, Robbie, glad to say everything, every, everything's a go, man. I tell you, I saw some pictures of some beautiful fish that were caught all over uh, this past week. And, again, you know, there was some days you had to pick your days because there was a lot of wind problems. But, hey, this is May. We're headed into June. That June full moon's going to be coming up. And, man, it's time to get out and get after them. That's right. And, look, don't go spend your money up the road buying your breakfast. 
Kiwis is open this morning. You can come get your breakfast biscuit right here. So we got everything ready for you. Just come on down. All right. Sounds good, Robbie. Thanks so much for the report. And All right, buddy. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Robbie Campo, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. All right, let me check on my text messages coming in. Getting quite a few in here this morning. Remember, that number is 504-260-1870. Got the steel man. He's checking in from Asheville, North Carolina this morning. His buddy took him fly fishing up there yesterday. He successfully landed four brook and one rainbow trout, and it got me thinking about what a thrill it would be to land a red on fly. Back to the boot next week. Happy hunting. Well, Steel Man, I got to tell you, I've caught rainbow trout on a fly, and I've caught redfish on a fly. And if you enjoyed the rainbow, you would be ecstatic with a bull red. And uh, there's plenty of opportunity here. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Jeff Brule has got a fishing report a lot of you have been wanting to know about. We'll start off with that one. He's also going to tell you about some great brim fishing and cat fishing and a technique for Dock shooting, they call it. He's our freshwater fishing guy, and he's next on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, uh, we got Jeff Brule standing by. We're going to get his report in just a second. I want to remind you, his reports are brought to you by Pure Fishing, and they've got a new Slammer 4 spinning reel made by Penn. I'll tell you, you're going to find it's the ultimate workhorse reel. Taken to a new level, it's got improvements to the Dura Drag system, smoother 8 plus 1 bearings, and a line roller that's better sealed to keep that salt water out. Check it out. It's the Slammer 4 by Penn, a product of Pure Fishing. And you might want to get one for Jeff's first fishing spot he's going to talk about. Welcome aboard, Jeff. And, boy, people ask me a recurring question every week. Oh, the trout at the causeway. <laughs> so tell them what you found at the causeway. Uh, I've gotten some reports that they were out there a couple of weeks ago, and I've uh, yeah, seen some pictures and got some reports. The guys caught some nice fish, so it's been good. But it's kind of the, the hit-or-miss kind of trip. Uh, I made a trip with C-Mac last week, and we landed some trout, but there's all about 8 to 11 inches long. Uh, lots of bites, plenty of bites. You know, you know that there's smaller fish down there when you feel them kind of tap it, and you reel up, and there's nothing there. Uh, uh, but I think the main problem we had was the wind was bucking the tide. So instead of having any kind of tide move, we had no tide, which makes the fishing tougher. Uh, so the weekend after the fish were being caught, they, we had a lot of storms. It kind of turned the water up. So all that, it was a factor for our trip. But usually did start, all the trout start on the full moon of May on the causeway. So the full moon of May, you, you get out there, you start checking them. And then sometimes they'll last all the way to July. It's, it's different every year, and sometimes the size of the trout are different every year. You might catch a lot of small ones after we eat them, and next year they might be all 14, 16, 18-inch trout out there. So, yes, they are, but it you know, might be a struggle when you get out there and, and try to catch them. <clears throat> we got that next full moon's coming up June 4th, so that, that should be another kickoff date. There's a lot of spawning activity for trout on those full moons. Well, Jeff, if somebody wants to do that freshwater fishing instead, let's talk about maybe some brim fishing. Yeah, that would probably be the go-to thing this weekend. Uh, cypress trees, little pockets, uh, lily pad fields. That's where you kind of start checking. Uh, gulp cricket under a cork with a sensitive cork, a split shot. And that's kind of all you really need to find the brim. Because usually once you find them, they're all ganged up, and you'll catch a few off one tree or one lily pad peel. But the brim, the shell crackers, the goggle eye, all those type of panfish are 
are doing pretty well. And the other thing I usually try is a one sixteenth and one thirty second ounce beetle spin on an ultralight pole and a beetle spin. That's just a fun way to spend the morning. And um, you kind of search bait. You kind of searching around for them. And once you find them, you can switch over to the crickets and stuff. But you can catch a lot of fish with just a plain old little tiny beetle spin. You know, Jeff, my contact over on the Tickfar has not been giving me any good reports. You know, that area and the Tangipahoe and uh, some of those rivers on, that run through there out to Lake Maurepah really took a hit from Hurricane Ida and had an off year last year. Have you got any good uplifting reports this year from that area? No, it's still a struggle over there. I just think it's going to take a little bit longer for the, the population really to spring back. It's going to have to have a couple of good spawning cycles, a couple of years, and then once it does, you know, the water quality and all that, it'll, it'll bring it right back to where it was before. But, again, it's just going to take time. You know, when they hatch out last year, they do grow to full size, but they're not two- or three-year-old fish and not the great big ones. So, But it, it's coming back, but it's, like I said, reports are kind of slow to get over there. Well, let's talk a little bit about white perch, uh, sockele, crappie, whatever people want to call them. Got a lot of names, paper mouth and all that different stuff. Uh, what's going on in that area? I've got some good reports on the, the panfish over in that area, especially the sockele. Uh, first, the Morgan City gauge is around four feet, so the basin side is kind of iffy. If you do fish that side, you want to find that mix in water. Uh, that's what you look for when, you, when it's at that certain level. But right now, the reports are of any dock that you can find on the Verret side that's holding sockele. You just want to kind of mosey around until you, you know, find the right dock, of course. But basically what the anglers are doing, they're skipping and shooting jigs up under the dock um, to try to find these fish. But overall, the bass fishing is kind of slow. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's kind of slow, but it's it, you can catch them. But the catfish is another thing you can fall back on there to, you know, to give you a good fish fry at night. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> what about down the areas affected by the Mississippi River? Uh, the, kind of the good news on that is uh, the river's going to pop up to about eight feet, but then by the first of June, sometimes it's going to be six feet. So I'm looking, you know, my fingers crossed. Hopefully, sometime this summer, early in the year, we'll get that five foot mark on the New Orleans gauge, and we can start flipping the canes. It's, that's about as fun as it gets when it comes to bass fishing down there. But the reports are pretty much catfish. Uh, you keep getting into some of the ponds, and you know, some of the areas to get into, you catch bass. But it's a lot harder when the river's up. I know you love that flipping the canes down there below Venice. That's one of your favorites, and your time is coming. Jeff, uh, talking about fishing and shooting those docks, and uh, my bad boy story is surrounding around docks. So at the end of your tip for fishing docks, I would like you to talk a little bit about dock etiquette. You know, when you're approaching someone's dock, about fishing it. But first of all, let's talk about the technique, dock shooting. I've done that a couple of times, and it does require some practice. But, boy, when you get it down, it is effective. Right. Uh, bass, white perch, fanfish, I'll use a dock. Yeah, just provide shade this time of year. It's a place where they can get where the water temperature's a little bit cooler. The posts of the docks have algae and have a loose, have minnows and shad around it. So it's kind of a life support for food for the bigger fish but the, you know the key is to putting the, the lure as far under there as possible you, you can skip it if you're pretty good at skipping them but you just get of the right kind of rod it can be about any rod but usually you want like a medium action rod that'll bend pretty good that you can load up and you hold the lure in one hand and you tighten it up and you just with timing and practice you let it go you gotta watch your fingers you will get one in the end of your fingers if you don't know what you're doing but if there's a lot of YouTube videos on it to show you, but you skip that thing up under there as far as you can, and 
lot of times you find the right dock, you can catch some fish. Now, for bass, they make a skipping jig, um, and they, a lot of tournament anglers use that. But if you're around docks, try to get as far back under there as you can. This weekend, you might find some fish. You know, I, I fished with Blaine Salter of Salter's Jigging Poles, and uh, he's got some equipment that's perfect for uh, shooting under those docks. And if, uh, if people want to see how it's done, if you go back on our Bayou Wild TV archives, you can find that show where we went there on the Chaffa line. We were doing a little bit of dock shooting. Speaking of dock fishing, uh, dock etiquette, um, you know, when you approach someone's docks, I know you do a lot of dock fishing on a lot of our rivers. People have homes and camps built on the rivers, and they put a nice dock out there. Some of them are under misunderstanding that, you know, you're not allowed to fish under their docks, but that is private, that's publicly owned water and water bottoms, even though it's privately owned dock. Correct. Uh, and obviously, if somebody's sitting on the dock fishing, you don't you don't want to approach that, even if it might be your hot tournament spot. Just wait till they go back in for a cup of coffee. Just, just go to another dock. They're going to have other places to fish. Uh, but obviously... Yeah, don't really want to touch the dock. If you do get hung up, you want to kind of remove your hook. But, yeah, it's a big misunderstanding that they built a dock and nobody can fish off of it. You know, there's lights down in some of the lakes off Pontchartrain that people get upset when boats come in on them and stuff. But, you know, it's kind of like you're on the public water, so you're basically like you're sitting in a boat. So you have to be real careful on both sides not to escalate the conflict. But, you know, most people are pretty nice about it. You ask them, they'll let you fish under there. Well, it's common courtesy on both sides. Uh, I can understand the dock on people getting out on their dock or, you know, throwing things up on the dock or, you know, polluting the water and those type of things. But at the same time, uh, the dock owners have to respect that the the fishermen uh, have the right to fish, you know, public water and water bottoms. So anyway, again, common courtesy goes a long way when you're talking about that. Uh, Jeff, uh, good report as always. Some interesting stuff. You stay on top of it for it. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Don. All right. Jeff Brule, we'll catch him next time. We come back after this. Your text messages. Do you figure, Do you fish under docks? Have you ever had a conflict? Are you a dock owner? Have you ever had a conflict with a fisherman? Tell me a story, 504-260-1870. That's our text message board. Your fishing reports, your comments, your questions are all welcome during this 5 to 7 a.m. Saturday time. And we're back with them right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Uh, we were talking about that Wyklosky Bridge, uh, that last bridge you got across to get a into either Hopedale or Shell Beach. And uh, Butch has been kind enough. He's the operator. He gave us a contact phone number and Marine Radio Channel if you want to contact the Bridge House. Uh, it's Marine Channel 13. You can bring him up on that or 504-278-6501. If you miss that or you're driving, uh, simply send me a text and ask for that phone number and I'll send it to you. All right, we got some more texts coming in. We'll get to them right after we pause a quick 10 seconds to let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. Well, our Alabama listeners are active this morning. We got the the backstrap stacker checking in from Mobile. Uh, he said the speckled trout fishing's heated up around Josephine and in the lower end of Mobile Bay, but it's been blowing hard. Hope it lays down today. Wishing everyone a good one. And let's see, we got Wingbone, our buddy who lives in Wilmer, Alabama, made uh, me that excellent Wingbone turkey call. Uh, thanks again for that, Ed. Uh, he says the Mobile Delta fishing's been great. Good-sized bass, brim, and white perch. They call them white perch over there, not sockele. 
Uh, we've got the Mad Truckers listening this morning. Here's a question that comes in from uh, Captain Jay. He says, do you think rodeos should still have categories for big fish, considering those are the breeders? And I guess you'd primarily be talking about the, the redfish is one, and certainly other ones too. Uh, a lot of the rodeos have gone to catch photo and release, where you photograph them against a measuring rule, and you know the biggest fish wins, and you get to release the fish to fight another day. I think it's something for the the rodeos to consider. Um, you know, they they do uh, kill the fish when they're brought in, in most of them, but you know it makes it certainly easier, and it prevents cheating when you require the fish to be brought in. So. Uh, it's up to the rodeo uh, to think about that, but uh, certainly something uh, worth throwing out there. And appreciate you thinking about that, Captain Jay. All right, here's one that says, uh, good morning. Good luck on your crawfish boiling competition later today. I'm guessing you won't have to worry about DJ Rhett this time. Not that you were worried the last competition. Just teasing, DJ. He's a big fan of your work. Uh, it was good to see you earlier this week, and I trust the Meloton plant. Oh, that's David uh, from uh, uh, Mobile. Yeah, I picked up some Meloton plants, and uh, the first one will be going in the ground tomorrow. They did make it here safely, and thanks for that, David. And I got to tell you all, DJ's not a bad crawfish boiler. I just take his out, and uh, they're edible, no problem. He, you know, he just was up against some real tough competition. All right, here's one says, hi, Don, speaking of freshwater fishing, whatever happened to the color selector? That's George and Slidell. The color selector was a device where you sampled the water you were fishing in and it gave you the best recommendation for the color. Um, I, it just went the way of the uh, the blue goose, I guess. They just phased them out. Um, but I don't know, does anybody still have one of those to color select? I think his name was... Dr. Lauren Hill, am I remembering that correctly, the guy that invented it? Tell you what, took the fishing world by storm for a while. Maybe it just didn't live up to its uh, reputation. Not real sure. All right, we got some more texts coming, and we'll get to those a little bit later on. But right now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have Mitch Jurisic join us from the Delta Marine and Empire. And I got to tell you, they had some gorgeous fish laid out on the dock there this week. You might want to get in on it. He'll tell you how and when to do it right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Oh, it was a lot of good fish caught this week and maybe no place uh, better fish were caught in more quantity than down by the Delta Marina in Empire. And Mitch Jurisic joins us now. And, Mitch, I got to tell you, I saw pictures of not only big speckled trout but some gorgeous reds, plenty of them, and those big, meaty sheep's head. Man, you had all kind of fish came over the dock this week. I see you saw those pictures, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's been really, it's been really good. You know, the problem we have is once again this morning. Here we are. We got a little breeze blowing, and and it doesn't take much wind to get those waters stirred up out there nowadays. And uh, you know, once that happens, it makes it a little more difficult. But man, we get them pretty days last week with those that that pretty weather we had. And all. I mean, these these people people were coming in with just beautiful catches and. And the speckled trout really run in nice size. Now, the ones under the birds, you know, they're they're still small, but there's a lot of them out there, which is a good sign. You know, we we kind of had a little, you know, decline last year, it looked like. But this year, it looks like, you know, we're back back up and at it. But as you said, the mixed catches of everything. And then, you know, you see a flounder or two mixed in, which is really a nice, a nice sight to see as well, you know, because uh, – those have been really non-existent over the past few years, but they're popping back up, popping back up pretty good. But you know what happens once the speckled trout show up, they kind of 
tend to fish that more than anything, so the flounders get a little break, you know, uh, which is good too. But, you know, they're all there. Everything's out there. The the gumbo, I guess you could call it, is out there waiting on us. And uh, all we need is the right weather on the right day. And, and it sure does have, you know, sure does produce very well. Mitch, I was talking to Robbie, and uh, he mentioned about all the rodeos that are coming up. Uh, are you open for rodeos if some uh, organizer wants to move or form a new rodeo to help them out putting the rodeo on at your place? Absolutely. In fact, on June 10th, we had the first annual President's Cup rodeo coming to Delta Marina, which is our parish president hosting a, a fishing rodeo uh, at, at the marina, uh, which is really, really great, you know, he stepped up to the plate and said, hey, let's do something for, for the people down there. Let's, let's host a fishing rodeo. So it's our first annual. We're going to break ground with that. And we're going to have some uh, – it's going to be mainly in short divisions, redfish, speckled trout, sheephead, uh, drum, and uh, we're going to have one offshore division because it will be open, which will be red snapper. And we're going to test the waters and see how it goes, and hopefully it kicks off and we can actually – you know, begin a new tradition right there where our parish president hosts a, a fishing rodeo for, you know, and we can we can get the community involved and, and hopefully we can throw this into a great event. And also we're going to have our second annual Bullfrog Bash. I think that's going to be June 24th. We'll start advertising for that here shortly. Uh, that's really a really fun, really fun event, you know, when you got bullfrogs hopping everywhere and you know, it's it's really, really a good event, and it's really fun. And then we'll have our Empire South Pass Topper Rodeo, which is, you know, a, a great a great event. That'll be happening August 3rd, 4th, and 5th. But hopefully we can fill a few slots in between if anybody wants to come Delta to Delta Marine and, and talk to us about hosting some sort of fishing tournament, fishing rodeo. We're, we're, we're very open to it. We're you know, we we in the heart of fishing country right here, and I mean, but you see those pictures coming in right now. I mean, I think we're gonna have a great great summer, you know, fishing. It looks like we might get back on track finally. Well, you were talking about uh, bullfrog rodeo. You know, today is National Frog Jumping Day. I bet you didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that, so I'm going to have a hopping good time today. <laughs> there you go. See the things you learn on this show. By the way, uh, bullfrog season in Louisiana is closed. It's uh, closed in April and May and right. opens up on June 1st, and a lot of people uh, love to participate in that, and I'm one of them. Mitch, you were talking oh, about I love, those. I love to eat those bullfrogs, too. Let me yes, tell you, indeed. those people who bring those frogs to that bullfrog bash, and they say, you want them? I said, don't even don't ask me again. I said, I hate mine now. So, in fact, we started to think about, okay, if you weigh your frogs, you bring them in a measure, they belong to, to the Belt Delta Marina, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were speaking about pictures, and, and we don't have a whole lot of time to get into this in detail, but I saw you in another picture, and I also saw some drone video of that seven-mile strip that is a half-mile wide at Spanish Pass that was uh, built through dredging the Mississippi River at a very low cost. What a success story that was, huh? Don, that is beautiful. I mean, you know, I don't like to be a critic of, of master plans, but, you know, when you could see this type of of land built, you know, in, in a short period of time, and, you know, we only drove two miles out, and there were five more miles of this ahead of us. I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful piece of uh, uh, work. I mean, I looked at that, and I, I, I envisioned fishing piers off of this. I envisioned this uh, a paradise for people who don't have boats 
you know, if we could just build some fishing piers off of this thing at various points, because you're in Yellowcock Bay. You're all the way to Column Bell Cut, you know. I mean, just some of the greatest fishing out of Venice right there. And, I mean, I just saw an opportunity for a public fishing pier. Just, and and I, I can only imagine a wildlife that is going to migrate to this place. We're going to have deer, hogs, which we don't like a whole lot about them. But you're going to have all kind of wildlife. I mean, this is just a, a win-win for Plaquemines. And Paris. at a very I mean, comparative low cost, too. And, uh, you know, it certainly uh, might need to be, you know, supplemented with a little bit of diversion into it. But uh, the yes. way to build it quick and cheap, you can't beat what was done. Yeah, it's Spanish pass. There's no question about that. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I was so proud to be a part of, you know, that, that trip yesterday and, and to see what happens. And, and, look, I agree. You know, small-scale diversion to keep that nourished, perfect. You know, I mean, I just think that and, and it's a living coast. What I saw yesterday is a living coast, and that's what we need to really migrate to is how can we build living coasts, you know, and without the cost of, you know, destruction. And, and I seen this, I saw this thing as just a, a win-win, and, and this is something that we really need to revisit and look at, you know, because I mean, it's, it's great. Certainly is. Mitch, uh, always a pleasure, my friend. Give that phone number out. If somebody's interested in putting together a small rodeo or starting a big one and they want to talk to you about what you got available for them, give them that phone number to reach you. All right, yes. We're at 504-657-5116. We have lodging, bait, the launch, everything. It's a, it's a one-stop shop for any kind of fishing tournament. If you want to host a fishing tournament there, it's a one-stop shop. You can you know, park your boat in front of your cabin. You come in from fishing, weigh your fish, go eat at the Ponderosa restaurant where we serve some of the finest, freshest Louisiana caught seafood. And, you know, just everything. We have live bait, dead bait, everything at your fingertips. You, you get there, you park your vehicle. You don't have to get back in your vehicle till you're ready to go home. <laughs> That's the truth. Thanks again, Mitch. Always appreciate it, my friend, and we'll catch up with you next time. All right, Don. Great talking to you. Thank you. All righty. Mitch Jurisic. We'll also be getting some offshore reports from him, I'm sure, too. He's a big offshore fisherman. All right, we come back after this. Grand Isle, that's another hot spot. Daryl Carpenter is going to join us and talk about if the winds have laid down yet. They were projecting some pretty light winds today after yesterday's small craft caution. Uh, we'll see how that's panned out. Daryl's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, Grand Isle, central part of the Louisiana coast and one of the great fishing hotspots and summer vacation spots. Darrell Carpenter is lucky enough to operate realscreamers.com down there 12 months a year. Let's find out what's happening this particular Mother's Day weekend. Darrell, what's the island looking like today? Uh, Don, I'm going to tell you, it's got a little bit of traffic on it this morning, but we're sure looking forward to the beginning of the week when that, when that weather's really supposed to clean up. Um, you know, last week and, and, and early last week, we had some really good catches. It was calm enough we could fish out front. It was calm enough we could get close to those beaches out in the, in the you know, the close near, the near shore oyster reefs, that type of stuff. Um, but then we had that big rain event. And when that rain event come along, it's brought wind with it and it stayed. Not only that, but if you look at, like, the, if you look at the Davis Pond flow chart, uh, that I guess they had some flood water or whatever come through there, but man, Davis Pond kicked up, and what it what it kind of did to us is it muddied everything up here. It's trying to clean up now. I'm, I'm idling out now, and it, it's looking like it's trying to clean up, uh, but it's really put a damper on it late in the week. Uh, catches are falling off real hard. Of course, we can't fish the open bays because it's been too rough. 
but it's trying to clean up. And I think as the weekend goes, I think today's what our last little bit of win, and it's supposed to start coming down tomorrow. I think that's what goes, they say. We're gonna have, yep, we're going to have the. It's going to be right back to you. Ain't got to go far. Stay by the coast, and you're going to find plenty of speckled trout. How do you find the trout have been this year? Are they, you know, normal Grand Isle trout, you know, in that 14 to 17, or have there been some big ones or undersized fish? What's it been? No, Don, they've actually, they've been well above our average size. I mean, we haven't fooled with there's – been, there's been trips where I go all day long without measuring more than one or two trout. Uh, but then, again, we haven't had to fish up in that marsh very much. Um, but they've been running well above average on size-wise. Numbers have been about average, it looks like. Uh, we've had plenty of limit days already this year. As long as we get some cooperative weather, there's plenty of bait. I mean, my God, it takes me it takes me 20, 30 minutes, and, and I'm full on my bait tank. So, I mean, there's plenty of bait in the water. Uh, I think it's going to be a banner year. And I, I hope they stay above average like they had. I mean, last week we had several that right at four pounds or over. So I think it's going to stay that way. Well, I saw some pictures from uh, a well-known guide service down there, and they either did a remarkable job of the push picture or they were big trout. And I think they were big trout that were caught. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, and, and look, some of the community holes. I mean, I got the feeling I know which one you're talking about. And, and look, that's all been that, that independence reef, mm-hmm. you know, that reef that they built. As long as, you're, as long as you're willing to get out there and compete with 20, 30 boats, like this morning, my guys were a little bit late. I have no intentions of running by there until later on. But the same thing, and on the same note, I'll give you earlier this week, you know, you got out there at daybreak, there were 20 boats on that reef. Everybody left because they wasn't catching anything. Another boat went by there at 930, and in 45 minutes, he had his limit. The fish just turned on and showed up. So, you know, you got to move around and test the waters and find them because, you know, the funny thing, they have fins and they do move. <laughs> you got to remember, it's two things in motion simultaneously. You got a boat moving around, you got schools of fish moving around, and you got to make them intersect, and that's when it spells success. Daryl, before then, you go, uh, you're on my website. Give us your website and telephone number. Somebody wants to get in on some of that summertime fishing that's coming up. And look, just to top that off, you also got to remember you're out there to have fun. That fish is trying to survive. That's <laughs> true. That's but true. You, but you can you can you can find me at realscreamers.com, or just pick up the phone. It's two two five nine three seven six two eight eight. All right. Hopefully that wind will calm down for you, and uh, you'll have a real good report for us next week. Now, take care, my it's friend. It's certainly it's certainly less than what it was yesterday, but I'd still like it to come down a little bit more. I got you. All right, that's Daryl Carpenter. When we come back, uh, we're going to have uh, Captain Eric Mohabarak. He's going to update us on the Paddle Palooza big winner. Captain Mike Gallo, Captain Ryan Lambert, also Andre Suffren is going to talk about a big bloody deck sixth annual fishing rodeo. Going to be right down there in Grand Isle when we were just talking. Also, we got your text messages coming up, too. I'll get to some of those if you want to shoot us one. It's 504-260-1870. Your comments and your questions, and don't forget, Yep, we got a bad boy in the outdoor story for you all coming up in hour number two here on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 